The following podcast is provided by Pinnacle Senior Placements, LLC, and Answers for Elders Radio. And welcome, everyone, back to Answers for Elders Radio. And after a wonderful segment with Dr. Greeley, we are now switching a little bit of gears because traditionally in Answers for Elders, we have always taken the month of March to support family caregivers. And it's kind of the reason why I select the month of March is my own personal story because my mom's birthday was in March. And it's kind of a reflection for me emotionally to think about what a privilege it was for me to care for her at the end of her life. And certainly I'm here um, with one of our very, very favorite people in the world, Daphne Davis from Pinnacle Senior Placements. And Daphne, welcome back. We love having you every month. Thank you so much. I love being here. And you know, you are kind of a quasi caregiver for your mother as well right now. I and, am. And, you know, when I was looking at all your amazing content um, that you have on now, not only Answers for Elders, but you're up now on iTunes and Spotify and all kinds of amazing platforms that were there. Um, one of the things I think that's really key about, you know, I want to, you know, you talk about supporting caregivers, but we haven't really done a lot of content that just specifically gives caregivers tools and tips of the trade. And so I really wanted to take this time to kind of like, you know, families are doing the best they can. They've and probably been more so during the times of COVID because, you know, people, you know, seniors have been staying at home more and certainly relying on their children to do more for them. And so I would love to get your take this month on how we can support family caregivers. And, you know, what are some tips to the trade? I think that's really, um, I learned the hard way. In many cases, I always say that I was the poster child for everything that could go wrong, did go wrong when I was caring for my mom because I didn't know what I didn't know. As you just said, is you know you you don't know what you don't know, and as a caregiver, you can become very overwhelmed mm-hmm. and and feel the weight of the world, um, right. particularly. And I'm going to speak probably mostly to family caregivers um, versus mm-hmm. professional caregivers. Family caregivers um, have a lot of this meeting is being recorded, mm-hmm. um, and there's the dynamic of other family members, mm-hmm. um, perhaps even the dynamic of other friends of your of your loved ones. Um, and everyone having an opinion. And so if there's, you know, in the next 45 minutes or so that you are listening to us, if there's one thing I'd really like you to remember is to make sure that you reach out to others when you're feeling weary. Very true. Just reach out to anyone. Um, And then the other thing is that you are not the cause of anything that's happening. You are there doing the best job that you can Mm -hmm. with the information that you have. As you learn more information, you'll do better. Mm -hmm. And so give yourself lots and lots of grace. Um, (laughs) And and what you're saying is so profound, I think, because I've often said, you know, that the family caregiver is usually the assumed person that just just going to pick up the torch and do it, do the work. And usually it's somebody that's kind of a sacrificial lamb, you know, and it's somebody that will, you know, just basically, uh, you know, not be the one that's the, you know, the more selfish or more driving individual in the family. Right. right. We've, 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 spent a lot of, 
we put a lot of definitions tied to decisions that are being made and we yeah. can put labels to them. Um, I could tell you story after story after story of family dynamics and how people become a caregiver. You know, sometimes it's, it's the oldest, you know, it just falls to their shoulder because they are the oldest or it gets tied to the person who happens to be the power of attorney for medical, financial, or both. Um, but the, the, person who becomes the caregiver is the one who needs the whole family support. Um, Needs the brother and sister, let's just assume that your parents are caring for, but your aunts and uncles, you need the support of them because everybody does have an opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, And as the people supporting the caregiver, remember, you're not walking in their shoes. Um, Probably more often than not, what I hear from family caregivers is that my siblings just don't understand. They don't understand. And I, I hope that everybody can hear and truly until you walk in someone's shoes, you, you don't know what's going on. Um, And part of that comes because the caregiver sees the down, the dirty, the raw, the ugly, the, the happy moments, but they see all the moments. Yeah. They hear all the frustration and usually the caregiver, the family caregiver who becomes that person is the one who can be very often perhaps seen as the most empathetic, the most flexible, Mm -hmm. the most giving, serving, unselfish person. Now, just think about all of those characteristics of a person giving unselfish, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, flexible. And really what that means is sometimes that caregiver's person gets lost. Sometimes they put other people's needs in front of their own. And, um, you know, I think, you know, you're, I'm relating back to so much of what you're saying, because when I was in my caregiving journey, um, I will, I was totally unsupported by my family, except I did have a cousin that would come up about twice a year to go spend the weekend with my mother. Other than that, I was on my own. Mm -hmm. I had nobody else. Um, They were all more interested in their social life and their, you know, and their other things than they would to do things. And my mother, who was very, very close to that family, her grandchildren and all those people, all of a sudden they stopped coming around. And, my mother would cry to me. She'd cry. What did I do wrong? Why, you know, why can't I see my grandchildren anymore? Because the thing was, is that I get to a certain degree that families don't know how to connect. Once maybe a grandparent or something like that has dementia or something like that. But because you're in the middle of it as a caregiver, it's hard not to feel resentful towards those family members that won't step up because you see the pain that's in your loved one's eyes and the sadness and you know you want so much to bring them joy i know for me it was about what could i do to bring joy to my mom i always thought about that you know and we would do things like i would plan uh things at my house and i would go get her and pick her up and bring it there and the family would show up late or it didn't contribute, didn't help, didn't help clean up, didn't do anything. They showed up for, you know, for a meal and then leave, right? And I just remember sometimes Daphne feeling so angry and resentful and, you know, and I know that I'm not alone in that. I mean, would you say that that's, that's, 
pretty common. Yeah, it is. I mean, we're talking a little bit about the characteristics of that caregiver and what you've described is the very things that a caregiver does is give and give and give and give and give. And the personality of the caregiver can only give so, so long without needing to have their batteries recharged from an outside source. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I'll go back to what I said, please always know to reach out, mm-hmm. reach out to people, your best friend, a pastor, your attorney, somebody from Pinnacle, if you're working with an agency, a doctor, a nurse, mm-hmm. a helpline, um, Alzheimer's Association, somebody, something on the Internet. I mean, there's a, a wealth of places for you to to get some support is just reaching out and knowing that whatever you say is valid. Yeah. And it's interesting because my support was a wonderful friend of mine. And she kept saying to me, Suzanne, what can I do to help? And I'd say, you know what? There's nothing physically, but I here's what I would like. I would like you to bring laughter into my life. Mm-hmm. Whatever that means, if it means that I can call you up when my mother's pushed my buttons and I'm walking around the block to kind of have some distance, right? Mm-hmm. I would get on the phone and I would tell this story and we would start laughing and it would totally change my state, change my attitude, and I could come back and deal with her. But I had that anchor point. I had that friend that I could count on that you'll never guess what she did today. And she wouldn't have judgment with me. She wouldn't have so to be able to have that kind of a friendship, just to do that, I always say, if a friend asks you, what can they do to help, that is a great thing to do, to have somebody be supported that way. Yeah, that's a great suggestion. Um, and, and to be real clear about, you know, what your expectations are of that friend, you, you said that so nicely. I just need to vent. I need to you tell you the joy. I need I to, yeah, bring me laughter. I need fun. And and it's like, you know, and it's funny because you give somebody that if they truly love you as a friend, they would see like events like, you know, Suzanne would really like that. I'm going to treat her. We're going to go see this crazy movie. And I, it was like, I would have never even thought, I remember the movie, It's Complicated. That was way out back then. Of course, that was during my caregiving years. Right. And I would, I would, um, it was Meryl Street and, Streep and Steve Martin and um, Alec Baldwin, right? And I remember that feeling of, you know, she called me up and said, we're going to a movie. I got a great movie. I'm going to take you to this. And I'm going like, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. How do I fit that in? Because your wheels all went. And, and I laughed through the whole thing. So mm-hmm. there you go. It was perfect. So those are the kind of things if you, you know, to our listeners, if you have a friend who is a caregiver, that's something you could do for them right now is bring laughter to their life. Because I really doubt that caregivers themselves get a lot of laughter. Yeah, it's a stressful job. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it is thinking outside of your own world as a support, as a supportive person to a caregiver. You know, try to step out of your routine and just imagine right. what it's like to caring for someone who who's trying to keep their dignity and grace and purpose in their life, but at the same time have limitations. I mean, the dynamics are incredible that caregivers have to deal with. And, you know, in our next segment, Daphne, I would love for you to go a little bit more into tips. But in the meantime, if you're a caregiver, you can also call Daphne. And Daphne is totally here for you. And Daphne, how do we reach you? Well, you reach me at, at our website first, which is Pinnacle. 
placements with an S.com. PinnacleSeniorPlacements.com and you can get a wealth of information there. Um, and the other thing is to call me. Call me. You'll usually get me first at 855-734-1500. And there's five other people that can help you besides myself, but we're here for you. We're very excited and everyone definitely will be right back right after this. The preceding podcast was provided by Pinnacle Senior Placements, LLC and Answers for Elders Radio. To contact Pinnacle Senior Placements, go to PinnacleSeniorPlacements.com. Hi, this is Suzanne Newman, host of the Answers for Elders podcast and radio show. We are the North Star that guides you through the complicated journey of senior care with trusted experts in money, law, living solutions, and more. So join us on this station, your favorite podcast channel, or just go to AnswersForElders.com. Meet the way showers who will help your journey be a lot easier.